What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down eight players that are skyrocketing, that are on the rise in my rest of season rankings. You guys can go out and trade for some of these guys, or you should be looking to hold some of the guys that I talk about in this video today if you already have them on your roster. And if you guys want the rest of my rest of season rankings from the top 200 quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, you guys can get them down below in the pinned comment via patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. Like, comment, subscribe while you are down there as well. If we can get this to 400 likes, that would be just beautiful. And subscribe if you're new around here as well. About 70% of you guys that watch these videos are not subscribed. Let's change that. So without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, so my biggest riser, the first guy that is on the rise for me is Brees Hall, running back for the New York Jets. He was RB15 when I last did my rest of season rankings video about two weeks ago. He is now my RB8 rest of season. Last week was the first week that we had RB1 usage out of Brees Hall. If you guys can see the utilization on the screen, we saw 66, 65, 59% of the snaps, rush attempts, and routes respectively last week. He was still getting the targets, getting the long down and distance two-minute drill work along with the inside-the-five work. He followed that up this week with 70% of the snaps, 50% of the routes, two out of the four running back targets, and new season high in total touches. And aside from Brees Hall's encouraging usage, we're also getting a guy who's playing at a high level right now. 4.9 yards per carry, 12.5 yards per reception, setting a season high with force missed tackles last week with six in one game. This Jets offense also looks madly improved from what it's been in years past and maybe what some of you guys expected coming into the season. They're about league average in offensive DVOA as it stands right now. Zach Wilson is a top eight quarterback in PFF passing grade. The usage, the town of Brees Hall, the situation, it's all coming together. He is a guy that I think you can confidently, you know, rank rest of season over Dalvin Cooks and Joe Mixons and Aaron Jones and Najee Harris and all the guys that were being drafted towards the tail end of first round in most people's drafts this summer, I think Brees Hall is showing that he belongs in the top 10 running backs rest of the season and en route to potentially an offensive rookie of the year type of season. So number two on this list, uh, guy skyrocketing up my rest of the season rankings due to recent news is Ramondre Stevenson. He was my RB23 last time I did this rankings uh, update, and he is my RB16 now. For starters, we have Ramondre Stevenson playing great. He ranks top three in PFF rushing grade in 2022. He's top eight in PFF receiving grade among running backs. Now Ramondre Stevenson will be the lead dog in this offense in this backfield with Damian Harris out for a few games due to a hamstring injury. He's expected to miss a couple games, according to Tom Pelissero. He saw workhorse usage this past week with Damian Harris down. I don't think we'll see a 90% snap share necessarily like we saw out of Ramondre Stevenson this past week because they didn't have any other uh, running backs active on the game day roster. But I don't think that Pierre Strong or Kevin Harris or J.J. Taylor, whoever else, that they use in this backfield is going to eat into Ramondre Stevenson's workload a ton. I think they'll probably take him off the field, you know, 30%, 25% of the time. But I think we're talking about a 70% plus snap share running back as long as Damian Harris is out. And again, a solid RB2 when he comes back as well. So Ramondre Stevenson, big time, big time riser. If you guys have him on your roster, he is definitely a firm hold. I probably wouldn't buy low on him because people are aware, you know, with Damian Harris out, his usage is definitely going to go up. So number three, we have a wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb, who was my wide receiver 16 the first time I did this video, wide receiver 8. Now, uh, after the big-time upgrade that we've seen in his usage, he is leading the NFL in target share, which is crazy that that was the biggest question coming into the season, right? Because 
Last year, we all expected CeeDee Lamb to have a second-year breakout. Kind of disappointed relative to expectations because he wasn't able to command an alpha target share. The guy, you know, 30-plus percent of the targets. But this year, we're seeing it. 35% target share is higher than Cooper Cup. It's higher than, you know, Drake London, Devontae Adams, and all these guys that have these alpha target shares. CeeDee Lamb had a down week one, but since then has finished as wide receiver 24 in week two, wide receiver eight in week three, wide receiver eight in week four, and then wide receiver 41 this past week with Cooper freaking Rush throwing like 26 pass attempts per game. So we're not in a high volume offense right now with Cooper Rush as the quarterback. This is a massive game this week that they have coming up. They're playing the 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles. They're 4-1. and It's a big divisional game. I'm sure they want to win this one uh, to you know take hold of first place in the NFC East. I'll bet that Dak Prescott comes back this week. I think he's going to be back off the thumb injury he suffered in week one. And suddenly we have Dak Prescott, who's going to increase the efficiency of this offense because he's a better quarterback. And also he's going to increase the overall pass attempts because they've been kind of playing around Cooper Rush, not letting him you know, lose them the game. And then we also have Michael Gallup playing 85, 89% of the routes back from his ACL tear and Dalton Schultz hopefully working his way back from the uh, knee injury as well. So this offense is going to get a lot better around CeeDee Lamb. And I expect this Cowboys offense to be a top 10 scoring unit with Dak Prescott. And if CeeDee Lamb's able to maintain a 30 plus percent target share, which I think he still can do, he's going to be a top five, top six wide receiver rest of the season. I have him wide receiver eight right now. I still have a couple other guys ahead of him, but I think he is going to be phenomenal going forward. And number four on this list is DK Metcalf. He was my wide receiver 23, now my wide receiver 15. And it's pretty simple why DK Metcalf is on the rise because he's still the same elite talent that he's always been. The first time I did this exercise last year, the year before that, but the situation around him is much more valuable than we expected in Seattle. The Seahawks are eighth in neutral script pace of play right now, and they're about league average in terms of neutral pass rate. So we're talking about an offense that coming into the season, we expected to be you know snails paced, slow, run heavy offense that we saw from years of Russell Wilson in Seattle. But Geno Smith, not only is he controlling this offense and playing more up-tempo that we thought. He's the number one graded passer, according to Pro Football Focus. And their defense ranks 31st in terms of overall DVOA. So they're they are a perfect fantasy cocktail right now. They're going to throw a lot because they're behind in games. Geno Smith is playing well enough to make sure that they're doing so effectively. And DK Metcalf has a 28% target share right now. And he's a big play monster. And he's a red zone monster. So he is a clear top 15 wide receiver for me rest of season. I talked about him as a sell high candidate last week, but I think we, we could just be seeing Geno Smith playing above his pay grade. And I think he's definitely going to be able to support, uh, support DK Metcalf at least as a top 20 receiver for the rest of the year. So number five on this list is Damian Pierce. He was my RB 30 before. Now he's my RB 17. And last week, Damian Pierce set career highs and season highs with 68% of the snaps, 100% of the carries and 51% of the total routes. We're looking at a guy that actually has commanded this backfield. And in week four, Damian Pierce set highs with 68% of the snaps, 100% of the total carries for the backfield and 51% of the routes. He then follows that up in week five with a 79% snap share, a new season high and 81% share of the carries with 26 of them on the game, 50% of the routes and a 22% target share, which was the best he's shown all season. 31 total opportunities for Damian Pierce. He is clearly the lead dog in this backfield. He has the 11th highest PFF grade of all running backs in the NFL right now as well. So he is playing well. He's getting the work. The best way to think of Damian Pierce is basically how we thought of Elijah Mitchell last year, where he was this young rookie running back, getting this usage, playing at a high level. And I think that's what we're going to continue to get at Damian Pierce. I don't know how good this offense is going to be, but anytime they get down near the red zone, they give the ball to Damian Pierce. Anytime that they need short passes completed, they give the ball to Damian Pierce. Anytime that they need a first down, they give the ball to Damian Pierce. He is their lead dog. He's the only way that they're going to stay in games right now because they are completely devoid of talent on offense. So number six 
we have is Kenneth Walker. And Kenneth Walker was the RB44 last time I did this. He is now my RB13. Now, I'm pretty sure you guys all know why he's up in the rankings, but RB13, I'd imagine, is a lot higher than most people will have him because the reason I have him this high is because it's a perfect storm for Kenneth Walker. As I already talked about, this Seahawks offense is a lot better than we expected. Rashad Penny goes down for the season, and Kenneth Walker was the second running back drafted in the 2022 NFL draft. And going into the draft process, it was very clearly a 1A, 1B situation. Brees Hall versus Kenneth Walker, they were clearly the best two running backs in the class. And he ranked number one in the class in Graham Barfield's yards created, which has been very fantasy predictive in the past. He's now thrust into a starting role in this offense that's surprisingly much better than we thought. And I feel like everyone just thinks Kenneth Walker is going to be valuable because he's getting volume, but I'm here to tell you he's also a great player and he's going to be effective on that volume as well. So to give you an idea of how valuable I think Kenneth Walker is, here is who I have him ranked ahead of. I have him ranked ahead of Dalvin Cook. I have him ranked ahead of Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce, James Robinson, A.J. Dillon, J.K. Dobbins, etc. So if you guys can flip any of those running backs one for one for Kenneth Walker, you might even be able to get a little bit something on top, especially with Dalvin Cook, who just had a big week and a you know long, illustrious fantasy career. I think Kenneth Walker is going to be a borderline RB1 for the rest of the season because he's that good of a player. We saw the breakaway speed on the long touchdown. He can contribute a little bit in the passing game as well. I'm pretty sure they're going to seed some of that work to DJ Dallas, but I think the the carries, the long touchdown ability, the way this offense is actually scoring points is going to be an asset for Kenneth Walker going forward. Number seven, we have Devin Singletary, who was the RB29 when I did this the first time. He is RB20 for me now. Devin Singletary did not have a great week this past week, but the Bills did not run the ball or really that many plays in general. They hit big touchdowns to Gabe Davis, two of them, and they had short fields, so the run game was kind of an afterthought this past week against Pittsburgh. They blew them out, and once the game was out of hand, they took Devin Singletary off the field. But before this past week, he saw, he's been seeing great usage, right? 74% of the snaps in week three, 87% of the snaps in week four. He's getting targets now. He's getting two-minute drill and long down and distance snaps. Devin Singletary is basically like a pack-a-punch version of CEH for those of you guys that played Call of Duty Zombies back in the day. He's a bit better of a player. He's a slightly better usage option uh, throughout the rest of the season. And both guys are valuable because they play in great offenses. So that's kind of how I view Devin Singletary. If you think Clyde edwards helaire is a top 24 running back rest of the season, I'm here to tell you that Devin Singletary needs to be thought of as a little bit better than Clyde edwards helaire The final guy that we're going to talk about in this video is uh, somebody that I've kind of talked about the past couple of weeks in Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was my wide receiver 26, dealing with the injury last time I did this, wide receiver 18 as of now, and he could definitely rise further than that. I think he's a top 20 wide receiver rest of season. The Buccaneers offense is the perfect storm for fantasy points, right? They're leading the NFL in neutral script pass rate, right? They're passing at a 65% clip in neutral game situations. When they're up, they pass. When they're down, they pass. They pass the ball no matter what is happening during the game, and they rank top five in pace of play overall. Godwin is still working his way back from injury, but he's commanding targets. 22% targets per route run in the last two games that we've seen of him, and he hasn't been on the field for his full allotment of routes yet. He's still been kind of like a wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two type of option. He can still be had for cheap as well. Guys that are on the up after good weeks like Devontae Smith, Gabriel Davis, Christian Kirks, Michael Thomases, you can definitely flip these guys one for one for Chris Godwin and maybe even get something on top of them. So if you can do that, I promise you Chris Godwin, as long as he's healthy, will be more valuable than these guys long-term. He can be a top 15, top 12, even wide receiver. He was last time he was fully healthy and on the field last year with Tom Brady. And now we don't have Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski to compete for targets with. It's just Mike Evans. It's just Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has a role in this offense. He's the target machine. He's the third down guy. Mike Evans is the big play, the red zone option. So Chris Godwin's going to be your classic, you know, 11 for 110 
and one touchdown type of big performance. Mike Evans, more of your, you know, six for 85 and two touchdowns type of performances. They have different roles and they complement each other well. So Chris Godwin, definitely a guy that I'm going out and targeting in trades as well. Like I said, if you guys enjoyed this video, a little bit of a shorter one today. If you guys enjoyed it, leave a like down below. Really appreciate all the support. Subscribe to the channel if you're new around here and you got some value out of this video. Comment down below any of your thoughts. I'm happy to answer as many comments as I possibly can. And like I said, if you want access to my rest of season rankings, you want to know where the quarterbacks and the tight ends and you know all these other positions that I didn't really talk about in this video stack up, you can check that out in the pinned comment down below. Patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. There's a ton of other benefits other than my rest of season rankings as well. You get access to our dynasty rankings manifesto. You get our weekly start sit rankings as well. First dibs on dynasty decisions. We have a private live stream every noon Eastern on Saturday to make sure you guys get your start sit questions, your trade questions answered fully in depth because we're not able to get to all of them during our Thursday, Monday, and Sunday live streams because we have a ton of people in the chat. So definitely check that out if you guys are interested. Also check out underdogfantasy.com using the promo code FSE. You'll get 100% back on whatever you put in. So if you want to go on there, play some pickums. They got pickum insurance over there. So you only have to get four out of five of your pickums correct to still win a good amount of cash. Definitely check that out. Definitely a great bang for your buck over there uh, using the promo code FSE. Like I said, you'll get 100% back. But with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Why you need the money?